My name is Dana. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm in recovery for pride and self-reliance. Thanks. I was born and raised Jewish. Surprise. <laughs> and not just culturally Jewish. My family kept the Sabbath every week. We ate kosher and we fasted on Yom Kippur. I attended religious school every Sunday until my bat mitzvah at age 13. I never doubted God's existence, but I also never felt close to him. I recited all the songs and prayers during services, but my personal prayer life was non-existent. At home, moral behavior was the most important virtue. My parents taught my sisters and I that God preferred our correct behavior over our correct belief, that it was best to do the right thing, regardless of how you felt about it. The unspoken motto of our family was, suck it up, buttercup. And as a naturally gifted student who didn't date, drink, do drugs, or really act out in any way, I received a lot of praise from my parents. And it didn't feel like a burden because I thought this is what God wanted from me. And I took a lot of pride in being more morally correct than my peers. And I was a shy, quiet kid. My older sister has Down syndrome and needed a lot of attention. And my younger sister was outgoing and charismatic and naturally attracted a lot of attention. And so I got whatever time, attention, and affection my parents had left, which never felt like enough. So I retreated to books and my own imaginary fantasy worlds. And from a young age, I learned to rely on myself and only myself for comfort and company. Then, in high school, my childhood best friend began to emotionally manipulate me, and it became so toxic, I had to end the friendship. I graduated without a single friend, started over in college. This time I made friends with all guys because I figured there'd be less drama. But soon, <laughs> my closest guy friend developed feelings for me, and by the time I figured it out, we were graduating and moving to different states, and so he ended the friendship to protect his own heart. And once again, I was left feeling alone. By now, the world had driven it into me. Everyone will hurt you or leave you. The only person you can rely on is yourself. You can't trust anyone. You don't need anyone. And after college, I moved to Dallas for a job, and I started over again. Bitter and lonely, I tried to make friends at work and at Jewish youth groups, but it seemed so hard. Like, why could everyone else make friends but not me? Why was I the only person in the whole world who could not make genuine human connections? But I stuffed these feelings down, and I told myself, well, those people are losers. Millennials are idiots. I don't care what people think, and I don't need those people anyway. Hint, that's pride. I used it as a defense mechanism to reject others before they could reject me. I was self-reliant to the extreme. And I coped with the rejection in other ways, too. In high school, I developed an eating disorder that lasted until after college. And at first, it was about being thin, but eventually, it, the hunger pangs and the headaches were really just an external pain to distract me from the internal one. I also turned to porn and masturbation to deal with the rejection and feelings of low self-worth. I suppressed so much to avoid dealing with the hurt that I really didn't feel much of anything at all. Lonely, bitter, hurting, hopeless, and that's where God found me. In 2017, a friend from work took a chance and invited the office Jew to Easter at Watermark. <laughs> I had only ever attended a church service when somebody died, and so I figured Easter wasn't breaking tradition. 
Congrats, usually that takes people a second. <laughs> and so I went. And at first I was completely overwhelmed. I mean, there's thousands of people here. They're all in pastels. I don't know anything about Jesus. And then the worship started. And it was the most beautiful, joyful thing I had ever heard. And I cried. And I couldn't explain it, but I felt drawn back to this place. And so I started attending the porch, which is Watermark's young adult ministry on Tuesday nights. And now I need to backtrack and give you guys a little bit of history. Six months before all this, I was diagnosed with a hormone deficiency called polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS. And it's not that dangerous, but when your hormones are off, you do need to treat it. And the same week I went to Easter, I also started some new medication. And it turns out, sometimes in life, you are the outlier that they put the scary warning label on the box for. The meds drastically affected my moods. Some days I was depressed, some days I was manic, some days I became a rage monster that I called Hulk Dana. It was unpredictable and I lost all control. And so I went from hardly feeling anything to feeling everything, literally everything. All the hurt from years of feeling unloved and unwanted, from broken trust and broken relationships. And as if that wasn't enough, now my faith was being challenged too and everything I thought I knew about God was being completely turned on its head and I found it to be very, very annoying. And I should have called my doctor when I first noticed the mood swings, but in my pride, I decided to suck it up, buttercup, and I paid for it. At the time, my intro would have been something like, my name is Dana, I'm not really sure about this Christ guy, and I'm in recovery for panic attacks, rage spirals, and this week, crying uncontrollably at work. But you guys, God did the most amazing thing, the most beautiful thing, he used my pride to show me my need for him. For 25 years, I had relied only on myself, but now I couldn't even control myself. And I was brought so low, I had no choice but to rely on him. My relationship with the Lord began on my knees, on my living room floor, crying out to him for help. I eventually slipped, switched meds and stabilized, but God had already done his work in me. Through attending Watermark and the porch, I came to know the real God and recognize my need for a savior. I gave my life to Christ on February 24th, 2018. I was immediately peer pressured into regeneration by my porch friends. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm not perfect, but regen is for people with actual problems. And so I went in for pride and found isolation, mistrust of God, approval-seeking, fear of man, low self-worth, and much, much more. Finding sin struggles was like pulling out shrapnel, piece by piece. But with every broken piece that God revealed in his grace, he began to heal me. And it just, it got, over time, it got easier to uncover those wounds, and eventually I was grateful when he showed me another one. I began to see how my pride and my tendency to isolate were sabotaging my relationships. I started to acknowledge how others had hurt me and how my reactions to those hurts were causing damage now. For me, step four, inventory, was the most impactful step in regen. But it wasn't the process of filling out my inventory. It was finishing it, reading it over in its entirety, 
and seeing for the first time the full extent of what Christ had saved me from. I saw how broken and desperate I, love, I was, how merciful Christ is, and just how dramatically he has changed my heart. He not only saved me from sin and hell, he saved me from myself. Life is so much better with Jesus. I have joy and hope. I no longer feel desperate for something that I just can't name. A lot of my coping mechanisms have just kind of faded away and I've experienced God's promise of restoration that he gives in Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. With Christ, I feel again. With him, I'm alive. I also have real friendships for the first time in my life. The girls that I met at the porch in 2017 went through Regen with me and they're now my community group. But even more than that, they're family. <laughs> you know who you are. Uh, and I am so, so blessed to serve in Watermark's children's ministry on Saturday afternoons. And I also lead in women's groundwork here on Monday nights. Every week I am blown away by the powerful ways that God is working in these women's lives. Just keep coming back, ladies. I definitely still struggle, but I sometimes uh, still turn to pride to cover up when I'm feeling rejected because, let's be honest, it is so much easier to just put other people down than it is to deal with your own insecurity and self-doubt. And sometimes I can be downright judgmental, and I'll start holding other people to my own personal standards. But my community and the Holy Spirit will lovingly rein me back in. I'm still being sanctified, but it gets easier over time. And y'all, there are so many incredible ways that God pursued me after that first Easter. So many coincidences and chance meetings and times that I would feel compelled to do something that seemed really strange in the moment, but then later turned out to be important in my coming to Christ. And I wish I had time to share it all with you, but what it boils down to is this. God really, really, really wanted me to know him, the real him. And if you're here tonight, it is not by chance because he really, really wants you to know him too. Because he loves you, and he wants to restore you, and he will. My name is Dana. In three weeks, I will celebrate my two-year Christ-aversary. <laughs> and to God be all the glory. <laughs>